Tai Chi Mastermind Meeting for Friday, July 29th, 2022. And with us today is me, Richard Cleary, resident host, uh, Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hi, everybody. Hello. Art Don in Washington, D.C. area. Hi, everyone. Uh, Greenbelt, Maryland, about 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. Jared Blake-Smith in Cleveland, Ohio. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, my school is Emerald Valley Tai Chi, and I mostly teach on the west side of Cleveland. Welcome. Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello there, Sifu. Uh, school is New Jersey Tai Chi. Uh, Verona is just about 15 miles, yep, outside of the city. Um, and also Paul Shansky, who's in Fairlawn, which is about a half hour from me. So we've got a, a bit of New Jersey covered. Thank you. Mark Mashad in Michigan, and he's going to tell you what parts. Uh, <clears throat> hi, it's the Midwest Michigan area covering kind of the Grand Rapids and Lansing area and surrounding areas. Welcome. What's your shirt say? I keep seeing the top when I die, and then I don't, and then the legs upside down. I can't see the rest. Is it the uh, witch says, house on her? What? It says, make me look like I'm doing something cool, and it's got a guy doing like some kind of acrobatics. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello. Welcome. Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida, coming to you today live from Okeechobee. Yeah, up at uh, Lake Okeechobee, so the, the biggest bass fishing lake in the country. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And so that but, <laughs> you can eat that bass. Is it is it toxic or is it here here in Tennessee? You think it's all healthy and everything. Everywhere you go, there's big signs like "Do not eat the fish." They're top, they've got P PB. PCBs. PCBs and other stuff in there and it's like limit your consumption to like some small amount. And I think so, the nuclear contamination uh, is a factor. Anyways, so Okeechobee having those problems or no? Um, you know what, they've been fighting it. I think uh, Lake Okeechobee is surrounded by a lot of farmland. So they uh, they do have fertilizer over yep. overflow. And they have a algae problem once in a while. Every, Two or three years, I guess they get a an algae bloom. But but yeah. other than that, though, it is a you know it's a very rural area and very laid back. So like it. yes, yeah. and I, I was going to say that uh, most of your serious bass fishermen, when you said eat them, they were like, oh no, <laughs> it's it's a game fish, catch and oh. release. <laughs> okay. Welcome, uh, Ty Talbert in San Antonio, Texas. Hello, everyone. Uh, San Antonio, Texas. The name of my school is Warrior Tai Chi. Welcome. And Sheila Bell in Costa Rica, and she's going to tell you what parts. Hey. Maybe. Can she hear us? Sheila, can you hear us? Yes, yeah, sorry, my internet is pretty flaky. I'm trying to get onto the computer, but I'm here. Hello, everyone. I'm in Costa Rica in Guanacaste. Good to be here. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. Today's uh, topic is going to be, we're going to interview and grill Art Don. The, uh, before that, let me promote to you, clear, if you like what we've been talking about in the interviews and what we've been talking about for a lot of our different uh, Tai Chi stuff and you want to go further, 
the next step for you normally would, if you're not already in our system, would be Clear Tai Chi Level 1. We have that on DVD and we have that online. If you're interested in doing that stuff, go to clearmartialarts.com and check it out. That is clearmartialarts.com. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to make sure that you know about, and this is for everybody, is that every June, first week, full weekend in June, we have the Clear Tai Chi family, international family gathering. And you see the majority of the instructors in our system and a whole lot of the students from our system at that event. And it's a wide range of classes and a wide range of different topics with some guest instructors that are experts in their particular thing. And it is a really cool and great time. And if you're an instructor or you work on your level one between now and then, there are instructor classes and there are instructor, senior instructor classes before the Saturday and Sunday. You know, the, the, those classes happen on the Thursdays and Friday. And if you're certified correct, correctly, you get to come to that and you should avail yourself of it. Um, if you talk to any of our instructors here, I think you'll find, uh, whether that be live or by email or whatever, I think you'll find that, that it's a, a, a great time and an amazingly fun time and a great learning time uh, at whatever level you are and won't play it. So. Yeah, it is. It's uh, and we and we got feedback from last year. We, we you know we try to get feedback from everybody every every time we do one of these events, and uh, and that was what everybody said was that like what we what we found across the board was that even the the extreme beginners got a lot out of it, and uh, out of the teaching sessions, and the much more senior people got a lot out of it, and they they kind of put different pieces together out of what they were learning, but that it really was a great experience for everyone at all levels. And we're, we're really going out of our way to make sure that all of our teachers are, are presenting there in that way. Um, and so, uh, you know, no matter where you're at in Tai Chi, you should check it out. Um, it's a Tai Chi gathering.com. Um, and you should be able to find out much more about next year's event. And we're going to be keeping, uh, you know, posting more and more, as we get closer to the event, but um, and that event's held here in the Maryville Knoxville area um, at the Hilton. That's right next to the Knoxville Airport, and you're right here in the heart of the Great Smoky Mountains. Yeah, so check it out, TaichiGathering.com. All right. Um, so Art, are you ready? Yes, sir. All set. <laughs> so, what's your name and your school name and and all of it? I'm Art Don. The school name is Tai Chi and MD. The MD being, of course, a state designation for Maryland. So Tai Chi and MD or Tai Chi in Maryland is certainly appropriate for the school name. Cool. The, uh, what is your school situation, including satellite classes and city locations? Um, how many students and any assistant instructors and all of that? Uh, actually, at this time, it is mostly a school in name only. I had been working with one private student, but then there were logistic problems and things, um, and he he hasn't been back. I've communicated with him, um, and I um, 
have informal contact with some people trying to develop more um, uh, more professional sort of relationships to develop the school. But this time, um, it's a, a work in progress. You've got a couple of different meetups that you attend uh, near where you are, correct? Yes. Um, well, actually, one is actually another um, Tai Chi school that I had been associated with for a while, even before um, I, I joined Clear Tai Chi. And I, again, um, could initially develop some interest with um, the Clear Tai Chi as I started taking that with students, but um, I could not get anyone to sort of continue with it. I've I've demonstrated some proficiency in various aspects of um, clear Tai Chi and people you know, were, were impressed with that and thought it was good, but for whatever reason, they did not want to. Well, there are mostly, if I understand right, you're interacting with people that are already in like long-term students in, a, in somebody else's school for what you're doing there. And so that's, that's they're gonna to continue to do that and then possibly take the privates with you or that kind of thing, which we know has happened, um, you know, or interact with you at the meetup. Right, well, that's um, the situation I was sort of hoping for and trying to develop, not, not take away from the present school, but sure. have this as sort of um, supplementary training to say, well, you know, the, the school has good um, form and, and practice, but I'd like to introduce um, a little more energetic ability to it. And um, again, also the Fagong, the, the healing practice. But um, again, I've, I've demonstrated that, but um, haven't got any um, takers on following up with more, with, with actual um, training in it. Yeah, well, I like the service, but that doesn't mean they necessarily want to learn it. Right, yeah. At least for now. Yeah, no, I get it. The, uh, and so how many years have you been studying Tai Chi? When do you, what year do you think you actually first started studying Tai Chi? Well, I, I actually first had an introduction to, to, to Tai Chi um, back in 1985 with, with another um, Kung Fu group. And the, uh, with that group, the head instructor uh, was transferred out of the country. He was with the government, and, and um, I, the group, sort of fell apart. And I, I moved and couldn't keep in touch with people. But um, you know, I did have some experience with that group, and actually, um, it was helpful that the instructor made a, a a CD of a lot of the forms, and I could um, work on the form. So while it wasn't like from 1985 to now a, a constant practice, I could keep up familiarity with um, the forms and some, some skill. Um, but because I was always, uh, always working on my own, um, it, it was a little difficult to maintain um, a continued practice. But um, I then in about 2012, um, I, that's when I developed a relationship with um, this other group that I'm in locally trying to uh, 
get interest and I've been with them pretty regularly uh, since then. And that was that was strictly Tai Chi. The previous group was actually the uh, Tai Chi Shingi and Bagua. I'd come up later. Um, but this was, again, the uh, group I'm in now, besides Clear Tai Chi, since 2012 was uh, all Tai Chi. And I've been practicing that, which is um, Yang long, a, a Yang long form. Um, and then, and actually uh, going into learning Clear Tai Chi, I started um, the end of the year in 2016. So it's been six and a half years approximately that, that I've been, well, I had my initial contact and then continued there with, with Clear Tai Chi. What was the first thing you came to? Was it the push hands in 2016? Yes, yeah, so it was push hands in December, 2016 in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, we first met you actually in uh, Virginia, close to where you are. I forgot about that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Six and a half years. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I meant to ask you on that teacher in 1985, were they Robert Smith or connected to Robert Smith in any way? Uh, actually, no. Um, it was it was uh, Mike Brown and what what is, and it's an ongoing group. Uh, the, the Ching Yi Kung Fu Association, um, Fine Arts Translation Kung Fu Association, um, mm -hmm. that is still an ongoing group, and I uh, occasionally correspond with Mike. He's still around um, in, in the area. He he, he moved back, but um, just have, um, as I say, correspondence with him and um, mm -hmm. some some of his forms that that I learned. That I like to keep up with, but um, again, most of my time is spent on um, clear Tai Chi now. Sure. How long have you been teaching or able to teach, you know, certified to teach Tai Chi? Uh, I, um, well, until I have clear Tai Chi, I never was officially certified to, to teach, um, but I, going back to, uh, my initial group, I can could assist with some people, um, sort of the, the beginners, because I was there again for about a year. So I developed some skill and I could help people who came on later. And, and then in the second group I joined, actually there was another group too. Um, uh, but um, anyway, I, I would teach not sort of officially as a an, an official, um, instructor, but but I would uh, assist a lot and just seem to, from my initial introduction, have some ability to pick things up and um, relay them to other people. Yep, that is normally how people start off is that they're a student for long enough and then the teacher needs help or assistance at some point and then they kind of start helping out and then they, they keep training up and then, you know, get their certifications and then go from there. So yeah, it's a very, very, I know that sound, it sounds like you're not really as familiar with that other than having done it, but it's a very common route, that route, route that most people in, that are longer term in the art take. Yeah, it, it seems sort of a natural progression and I was you know, comfortable with it. Yep. 
Um, and so the martial arts, you, what martial arts have you studied? Obviously, you're talking about some Tai Chi, Shimi, and Bagua. Yes. Um, again, I was initially introduced to the, the three internal martial arts. Um, my initial instructor, Mike Brown, is a Shingi uh, specialist, or he—that's what he practiced most. And I followed along with him as far as you know, learning as much about Shingi as I could from him. So I had a good background in that and, and practiced that for a while. Um, I, I learned Bagua from him also, and uh, liked it a lot, and practiced it some, and developed, I wouldn't say extreme skill, but some proficiency in, in using it and, and, and demonstrating it. Um, so I would say I'm sort of conversant, so to speak, in the three internal martial arts. Yeah. Yep. And, and actually, I do have a little bit of Shaolin experience also. Like, With the same, from the same group or? Yes, yes, correct, right. Cool. And then obviously you've taught um, Tai Chi, uh, taught some of the healing sets and that kind of thing, some of the Qigong. Um, were there any of the other arts that you've spent, that you've actually taught some of or? Uh, actually, yes, I had, um, again, this was with my initial, well, um, practicing Bagua is one of the arts I learned. I um, was working with one of my roommates at the time, and uh, we actually only got up to the, the first two quads of Bagua, and he, he went to join the Navy, so, uh -huh. so that ended, um, but just actually leads into something else and to another question answer um, about, about um, student sort of um, successes. And um, if, if I could just mention that, I, I, I demonstrate, you know, he, he learned to um, the first two quads of Bagua and would, I guess I, I later learned that he, uh, in the gym when I guess recruits got together people they would they would spar some and that um the the training he had was was successful that that it helped him work with the other people and he did did really well okay which, which I think is is a, a good example and demonstration of that um the 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 basic techniques of the martial arts are good in themselves without all the uh, more elaborate um, postures, which we certainly have their place and, and purpose. But, um, you know, as with Clear Tai Chi, we uh, emphasize technique and basics for self-defense as opposed to a, a long repertoire of fancy postures. Yeah. Cool. What caused you to start studying for me? It was um, this, the, the, the first uh, push hands workshop that when you were in the Washington area that I became aware of, um, that, that I, I, I read about from uh, a Tai Chi newsletter, Tai Chi martial arts newsletter of a, a local person here who had a school. And 
that you know, I, I That's actually, right, right? Yes, right. Um, I, I'd actually, you know, been online looking up push hands because I was actually in push hands because I was sort of interested in getting more um, skill with Tai Chi, and I realized that I understood that you know push hands practice is a, uh, a way to do it or, or the way to go from just learning the form to developing some ability with it. And and I'd actually seen um, among others Richard Clear Tai Chi um, push hands, and then I you know just happened to fortunately see that you're going to be in the area so I, I signed up for that and and I liked it it was my, my first instruction in, in push hands actually which your internal push hands is a little different than I found out what would people ordinarily do and you sort of prepared us for that you say well if you go someplace and do push hands it's going to be different but um, you know this is what I teach and um, we we like it and it's very very good. Um, so anyway, I, I liked it and, and I was with that and sort of kept in contact with, with the group and paid you know more attention to um, clear tai chi and actually then uh, I think the the summer of the next year um, you were at um, actually you participated Sifu in um, a push hands tournament that was up in Baltimore and you had a, uh, a workshop there. And uh, so I, well, you know, again, wanting to get more experience with, you know, clear Tai Chi and related events. I, I went to her practices, I went to that and again, liked it. And um, I, I was impressed that you, even after um, your um, breaking your back were there and, I, you know, I can tell you, you know, you well, you had the brace and were, were somewhat restricted, but still had a lot of the energy and, and abilities going on. And, um, again, I just like the uh, sort of the, the the atmosphere that that you you put forth, you and your students, um, as far as you know, teaching and demonstrating and making sure that people understood the material and had could could practice it. And um, I I really liked it. And then after that, I um, said, well, I just want to keep it up. And we started going out to uh, Maryville, Tennessee to other workshops as often as I could. Cool. What is your favorite thing to study or learn and why? Um, that's that's I have difficulty difference, you know, splitting two because um, I, I like aspects of the healing that, that you present and I liked it a lot. I liked um, the push hands also, but I, I think because at this point, my proficiency with um, the healing, I think, is slightly more developed than my um, push hands. Not to say that I don't have push hand skill. And ability with that, but I, I guess, and also I've had more chance and under different occasions, circumstances to practice the, the energetic healing. And it's, it's very rewarding, more than just effortlessly moving someone. It really, besides that, there's um, 
you know, I, I can help people who have, um, it's, it's been mostly um, skeletal muscular issues, but, but even that um, people say, well, yes, that really helped and um, they're appreciative. So I'm glad to be able to do that. So I'm, along with the push hands, I, um, and at this point, almost emphasizing um, the, the healing aspects. Um, and again, we can, again, because it's applicable under different circumstances, sort of. So um, that's, I guess, my favorite, favorite thing. Cool. Then, Scott, what is your favorite thing to practice and why? Um, on this, I would say, um, despite what I said about the, um, the far gone practicing that, I like the, uh, the, the push hands because getting, getting the principles and techniques to work right and effortlessly move someone is, um, that is, that is also very rewarding. Uh, the, the feeling of getting something right, doing it correctly, and um, just almost, it seems like defying physics, even though it really isn't. It's just um, very impressive. So um, I would say the push hand springs. But um, I also, I like that the push hands and the healing, a lot of the training is the same and it's it, um, the, the specific application. So um, it's not really an either or that, you know, I work on developing skills and then um, it's, it's how they're specifically applied to a specific time and occasion that they uh, both have the, the benefits. The, uh, and so for the next question, um... Because, I, because of what was talked about already, I'm going to ask it to you a little differently. And that is, um, so do you have one or more of the push hands meetups that you just regularly or normally at that one or those ones? Um, yes, I, I go to actually, besides the Tai Chi group that I'm in, I have two push hands meetups um, that are, of course, they are young, just a, sort of the classic young, pretty much. But um, it gives me still gives me a chance to put the, the principles into practice um, of clear Tai Chi, and it, it gives me um, introduction to another another way to practice, sort of. So it, it broadens my horizons there, and um, I occasionally introduce clear Tai Chi method and demonstrate that, but again, um, haven't got any um, follow through with, from anyone with that. But, um, yep, so the, the uh, so at those meetups, is it that they're only one form of play or is it each person you meet up with, you, that you interact with, that you can say, let's play some like this, some like that, different kinds of ways or how are they mostly structured for that? Well, it's, it's, um, there, there, there's some, um, flexibility in, in what, um, 
what you can practice. Um, it's not completely stylized, but uh, when I introduced the uh, clear internal push hands, they go along with that a little bit, but don't, maybe because it's unfamiliar to them, they don't um, go along with it for too long. And then we end up um, just sort of freestyle push hands. So the forearm to forearm? Yes, forearm to forearm. Yes, right. Okay. The, uh, my guess is that you've got people there that you push with for long enough that they kind of know you, that you know each other a fair bit. Yes. Yeah, I think I think if you're explaining things to them a little a little bit about the basics, you'll find that some of those folks will get interested, especially if it's like, well, see if you can move me doing this. Oh, well, there's where you have an error right there. And it's this kind of thing. And if they realize that's going to inform their other practice. You know. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, I, I could maybe present it a little more or differently to people. Um, and I, I do have, you know, some people I regularly, well, you know, they're pretty much the same, a lot of the same people at the, at the push, uh, meetups, and um, I you know, work with them and demonstrate to say, oh, well, um, you know, you have this, this skill I see and you can do this, and, you know, you have, you have this rooting ability and, and this, um, the, the strength with, with E, some, for example, um, I think, it seems like everybody else there has been doing it for, for decades and yeah. really, I mean, good, good practice. Um, so it's not as long to come in, you know, and even with, with, you know, skill. Um, the other one, and you have to be careful how you do it, but obviously the clear internal, it works very close up and it's hands on body and it is about the internal skill. And when you get somebody that's, that's pretty good at the other kind and they can't, and then you put them in the clear internal position and they got nothing, you know, a lot of times people will have a very adverse, oh, I don't want to do that, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, you've got skill out here. Don't you want to be able to do this at like, no matter what the contact is, does it have to be that contact? Because it's not like if you were going to ever use it for real, that somebody's going to just go, okay, I'm here to play whatever it is you're doing. You know, they're going to jump on you or, or whatever they're gonna do. And ideally you would be able to use your skills at all kinds of distances in different ways. Which is why you're willing to play um, the forearm to forearm normal freestyle, including very stationary, including ideally moving a bit and then really moving around like a lot. Right, yeah, that's um, that's a good point. And um, I, I do some of that, but I, um, I could maybe um, do a little more to present it um, the, the way you um, the way you suggest and um, see if sometimes, I get <laughs> sometimes if it's somebody that you know do you go hey I, I really need some practice time with this I have that many people I'm getting to play with could you help me out yeah that, that's try to right. catch me like this and that may that may get you somebody who's wanting to know more about it if they've done it a few times and they, they're realizing every time they're playing this with you you're handing them their butt you know, it's going to be like, how are you doing that? And then there you go. Right. Yeah, that's that's, um, that's a good point. I um, certainly could, could do more of that and maybe be a little more successful. And get I think a question or comment. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to ask a question, Art. Have, 
so my I've had very little experience with push hands, but I've played a little bit with locking the other person from dropping root. So I'm wondering if that's something if you locked if you were doing classical competition push hands and you block the other person from dropping root, would that give you an automatic advantage that might pique other people's interest? That, that would. Um, it, it must be that the people I'm pushing with, I don't know if they're dropping root sooner and getting ahead of me on it, or they're, they're their skill is such that they can actually overcome what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not sure. I, it, it's I, know, I know the group that he's playing with there, and, and part of what he's saying that's accurate is that that group's got a, got a pretty good amount of long-term serious players in it and so he's getting so he's getting really good interaction with them it's just that right now it's mostly limited to what they do and so he just needs to i think he needs to expand that a little bit which will be good for him and good for the whoever it is you're pushing with because if they can do it out here real great but as soon as you put hands on at you know close proximity they're not able to do that if they're that serious, most people are going to be like, okay, I ought to be able to do this when I put hands on with somebody at the body level too. And they'll, they'll be interested. Maybe not right away, especially depending on you know, a lot of times people's ego kick in and then, oh, I'm getting beat at that. I don't need that. And it's like, you don't want to learn how to get good enough depth that you, that other people can't do any better with you there than they do at the way you normally play or whatever other distance and positioning and moving that you might be doing. And and again, serious quality players normally are going to be interested. The bigger problem is if they're if they're very used to being the top dog and beating everybody, then it's then they have to over, overcome that ego a bit. Yeah, and many times uh, people, and, and part of it is ego, want to dismiss our method of push hands. It's just, <laughs> oh, that's a nice drill. Yeah, no, buddy. It's not a drill. It's a legitimate method of push hands. And do you not want to have skill inside your body or do you just want to be all about playing patty cake out here? And so that's, uh, you know, part of the problem, too, is you got to get them to understand that this method will get you uh, a very strong skill set that is much harder and longer to obtain the other way if you ever get there past Lee physicality. Well, I would say, too, if somebody's had any kind of wrestling, grappling, throwing, you know, judo type stuff. And they played with somebody that's got some skill at that. It's like, yeah, keep them out at arm's distance. See how long that lasts. I mm -hmm. can tell you how long, put your arms out there. How about that long? About that long. It's <laughs> <laughs> right now. And then they're going to be playing at that distance whether they want to or not. You know, if they're thinking about it for self-defense. Yeah. And in today's world, everybody's seen this on TV. So a lot of the young people today, they're thinking you tackle the person and then you work from there because they've just seen all this MMA and UFC and all the stuff on TV again and again and again and again. And so it's, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that might have been unusual to see somebody just wanting to come in normally. I mean, the average person on the street that might be attacking somebody trying to come in like that. Today, that is exactly what they're doing more often than not because they've seen it again and again on tv 